You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for August 10th, 2018. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, the one media outlet where Omarosa will not be fawningly interviewed this weekend. It's the professional left with Drift Class and Blue Gal. Hi, Drift Class. Hey. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Many yeah. a serious oh. news organization is going to let her do the little fan dance that she does. Yeah. Uh, the same. She's going to have the same interview cycle as Sean Spicer. And the same chumps will be taken in as welcome Sean Spicer onto their show. Yeah. And yes. and she has to have signed a non-disclosure yeah. agreement. Well, she's the, she's the guest on Meet the Press this weekend. Yeah. But Senator she's going to yeah. say, read my book. And she's not going to... She's not going to say anything. She's not going to tell anybody any news. The news is, buy my book. And and my book is now on sale for $19.95 on Amazon. So, Drift Glass, I was thinking, you know, I'm tired, and I don't really want a podcast today, so I was going to ask Rudy Giuliani and Jay Sekulow to do our (laughs) show for us today. They're busy. I hear they're busy, though. They're busy doing Sean Hannity's show. And and not being interviewed on by Sean Hannity and not having softballs tossed at them by Sean Hannity on Sean Hannity's radio show. He actually gave Trump's lawyers his show for the day. You're going to host it, Jay Sekulow, who is also, by the way, Sean Hannity's attorney as well now. Yeah. Because I guess Michael Cohen is busy, right? Mm-hmm. In court. Yeah, that's one word for it. Yeah. He can't service all of his three clients as, you know, right. as tightly as he might have done. No, but apparently um, Jay Sekulow now represents Hannity in some fashion, according to Media Matters. Mm-hmm. So uh, no conflict or collusion there. No. no. Uh, it just, it's remarkable. Just, and and obviously the radio show is Hannity owned. You know, that is, that's yeah. not the same as going on Fox. That's, you know, it's, this is Hannity. It's pretty much the same as going on Fox. <laughs> but it's it Fox is pretty pictures. much the same yeah. going on yeah. Fox. So. Yeah. When, when, and if you're, anyone's ever in doubt about how oppressed and silenced and deplatformed the conservatives actually are, just visit where we live mm-hmm. and listen to radio any time of the day. There's like a two hour gap in the middle of the day when there's someone who's moderate li- liberal on one station in this, in the state capital of Illinois. Um, everywhere else, it's Hannity, Hannity, Levin, right. Limbaugh, and their imitators. Everywhere. The newspaper is full of these shitheads. Um, this is not a group of people who are underrepresented in the media. And now that they just own their own media corporation, or two of them actually, what with uh, Sinclair, they, don't, they own everything. They've won. Yeah, actually, well, except they lost this we, week. Uh, we ha- we, sh- we oh, should mention won. that Sinclair... Is in trouble. Uh, yeah. They only own forty-two percent of the local TV news stations in the country, and they were set to own over seventy percent. And uh, womp womp, their merger plans fell apart. And it appears as though, uh, according to Jay Rosen's Twitter stream, what I read there was they were just jackasses. They couldn't stop being assholes. They for couldn't. Five right. Right. They couldn't stop. Uh, saying, well, the president wants this, and so it's going to happen. It's going to happen on our terms. 
And so uh, over and over again, Tribune Media, who was the other part of the merger, was like, well, you know, we have we want these things. And we went, no, no, you know, the president wants this and we're going to get what we want. And uh, it blew up in their face. And now Tribune Media is suing (laughs) uh, for the losses, the time loss, the attorney's fees, et cetera. Uh, and uh, we'll probably win that case because uh, there's plenty of evidence that uh, Trib- that Sinclair was just a bunch of jerks. So a bunch of right wing lunatics. Just first of all, Sinclair owns uh, our local station. Yeah, one of our local stations, stations, the one that uh, wow. Middle Child's favorite uh, TV weatherman is on. Yeah. <laughs> he he keeps it clean, but it's 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 just bad. It's everywhere. It's all it's omnipresent. Yeah. It's all around yeah. us. Secondly, um, Tribune, I, my understanding is that they're thinking now of selling to a private equity firm. So just lest you think this is a triumph for journalism, right, no, it's not. No, no, Because no. they'll, they'll sell it to some hedge fund asshole who will cut their staff in half. Right. And just um, have everybody and, read the same thing and you'll have. Yeah, jack up the prices. Right. And, you'll have and, some, and you'll have generic blonde hotties reading a yeah. script that is from central headquarters and then local and, sports and that's it. Yeah. And, and as Jay Rosen pointed out, he's been writing about um uh Sinclair since 2004. Right. This is so not a Tribune new Broadcasting knew goddamn well who were the, they were getting in yeah. bed with. Yeah. Uh they were they were getting in bed with a monster. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then they rolled over and noticed that they had caught clap from the monster. Right. And now they would like to sue over being shocked that the monster they were they w- wanted to bed down with gave them a communicable disease. Um I think I would love to be a judge in that case or I'd love to be on the jury, or I'd love to be any member of participant in the courtroom and ask them, so how stupid are you that you didn't know what Sinclair was before you opened your pants up and said, let's go? Well, I think I, I, not, not to be in defense of big media at all, but there are mm-hmm. rules when it comes to the give and take of merger negotiations. Yes, there are. And, uh, no, Donald Trump wants us to have this, so we're just going to take everything. Is not part of that negotiation. <laughs> so, speaking of the rules of big media corporations, <laughs> um, we are honored this week uh, to uh, uh, by a farewell appearance. I was gonna, I was going to I was going to dovetail or segue this as uh, Sinclair did not have the worst week of anyone. <laughs> no. That's true. That's true. But the power of little media like ours. Uh-huh. Uh, who, who, we play by our own rules, Blue Game. We don't care. <laughs> we got no rules. We're going to make you break your one rule. What's that? We're not going to suck up to assholes. <laughs> right. Um, but we're honored this week by a farewell appearance by, from one of our oldest advertisers. And this is farewell. Yes. This is farewell. It's a, it's a fond farewell because their mission has been accomplished. <laughs> the, their existence is no longer required. <laughs> Uh, our favorite advertiser, our earliest advertiser, Croc Blockers, the bad fashion choice alert system from the Cornfield Enterprises. Croc Blockers, hey man, don't wear those shoes. Apparently, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Croc Blockers is closing its doors and moving on because they did it. With the help of the listeners from this podcast, Crocs are no more. Uh, we found out in the paper yesterday in CBS News, The Flash, apparently official. Crocs to close remaining manufacturing facility, executive to resign. Yep. So congratulations. You did it. You 
Well, and we'll see what happens because I hate to quote Donald Trump and say, we'll see what happens. Uh, There is a market for plastic little walk running around shoes for children. And I think it's perfectly appropriate for a four-year-old who isn't fully potty trained or a three-year-old who who occasionally has accidents. Uh (laughs) It's an accident (laughs) to have a shoe you can wash off in the bathtub. (laughs) Sure. Blue gal? Uh, Yes. Why are you trying to take this moment away from me? <laughs> you, you want Crocs to just be dead. I, I want an unequivocal victory somewhere in my life during the month. I think that's I a good even, thing. Yeah. I want to point and say, yeah, yeah. suck it, Crocs. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the midterms hold. I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. I know that we live in a shitty alternate reality that I'm trying to wake up from and I'm not ever going to succeed because this is our reality. Um, I, you and I spend our days basically beating on the giant plexiglass container that surrounds the mainstream media, Mm -hmm. asking simple, blunt, embarrassing questions and being roundly ignored. So I'd like one clear cut. Victory. The ball. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, Crocs are no more. There you go. Give me that, Pluto. Just give me that. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Katie Abrams. You know what Katie yeah. Abrams didn't want? She didn't want America to turn into Russia. Tell tell the, the listeners uh, who Katie Abrams is or was and, and who she is now. Well, she, and she what pretended to be a little housewife who didn't know anything about politics uh, Just a housewife. until the health care debate. So she slept through... The Iraq War and Afghanistan War and uh, the Bush, the entire Bush administration. Entire Bush administration. And yeah, then right when uh, it came time for Barack Obama, the Kenyan usurper, to uh, mess with her health savings account, five thousand right. dollar deductible, which is what she admitted she had, uh, she went to a town hall with Arlen Specter. And where people were very angry that, you know, something ter- something wonderful and amazing was being taken away from them over right. in her Crocs, uh, her afford- Crocs. Uh, by, you know, Obamacare or whatever it was going to be. And death panels. Death panels. And, uh, you know, as, as Rachel Maddow at the time said, when you are reforming or cha- making changes to something as critical as healthcare, care, uh, anxiety Rains. I mean that it, there is huge anxiety about that, and uh, but the number of lies that came from the right wing about it were uh, remarkable, and were eventually proven to be lies. However, Katie Abrams was <laughs> had a prepared, typed out little thing she wanted to say at the town hall, and to Arlen Specter, and uh, like many town halls at the time, it was very contentious, and she got up and said. I don't want America to turn into Russia. I don't want to live in a socialized country. Right. And uh, that made her an international right wing media babe. You know, she was and she was just I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm not really used to this. I'm not a political person. Uh, I don't talk politics with my family. I just don't. I want to keep the choice that I have of a health savings account with a five thousand dollar deductible, which we met this year. As a reminder, I believe um, Lawrence O'Donnell, who interviewed her the next right? day and was very nice to her, but really just took her apart brick he by did. brick. Well, he asked her if um, she was going to tell her her up and her father was about to retire. 
whether he right. was going to turn down Medicare because it's like, socialized is, medicine. It absolutely. And that's when she said, I don't discuss politics with my parents because obviously <laughs> they think she's wrong. Uh, but her most famous her most famous phrase is, we don't want this country to turn into, into Russia. Russia. And she said mm-hmm. that exactly like tomorrow, I yeah. think it is, exactly nine years nine ago. Years ago. Yeah. So what has become of Katie? Uh, she works for the Koch well. brothers. <laughs> she yeah. works for, she, yeah. she went on to become a, 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 a close personal friend of Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. She went to work for Americans for Prosperity as their digital media social enterprise connection bullshit made up job because we we have so much fucking money we can just um plump up anybody who roams down the hall who's and she has a marketing background i mean this is the thing this was a this was a job she has a marketing background and uh was part of glenn beck's 912 internet warriors so she had already been you know and and political i i Applaud average Americans who get politically active. But Glenn Beck, this is what the media ignored at that time completely, is that the Tea Party was a Glenn Beck fan club. Yeah, And Glenn Beck was paid a million dollars by Dick Army to promote the Tea Party on his radio show. And no, everyone made out that, oh, this is a brand new movement. This is a big thing. This is a new political Thing on the scene and no they were republican based voters who were ginned up and made very emotional by glenn beck's nuttiness right uh and what is she doing nine years later i, I wrote energetically using her mad content strategy digital social media tizzy promotion management skills every day to advance the fortunes of her hero Donald Trump, mm-hmm. as he works to literally turn America over to Russia. Right. That nine-year life cycle is the life cycle of the wingnut welfare system. It absolutely is. It takes, and, and it takes absolutely no mental energy on their part to completely reverse everything that they allege is their deeply held principle. The minute somebody waves money in their face and says, well, if, if you, you know, the, the, the Negroes are coming, the Mexicans are coming, the liberals are coming, they will flip on a fucking dime. And I mean that literally on a dime. All you have to do is wave some cash at her. And by God, she now works for a guy who is literally selling us out to Russia, smiling every inch of the way, because these people don't believe a fucking thing. They have no principles at all other than I want mine and fuck the liberals. Mm-hmm. That's literally all they believe. And they will, they will dress up. In any costume you pay for, they'll paint themselves up any way you like. They'll say anything that Sean Hannity puts in their mouth to achieve those ends. So I have no pity for her. I have no nothing but nothing but contempt for people like that because she she's this is a premeditated thing. This isn't something that she stumbled on. This is her like calculating how can I advance my career by siding with Team Evil. Right. What's what's my best thing? I'll go to a town hall meeting. I'll pretend to get real upset about Russia. I'll wave my hands in the air, and then boom, my career is made. Yeah. And well, I don't, I don't and know if she walked into that with that expectation, uh, but I do uh-huh. know that she was very aware that there were cameras on her. She was very aware of how to frame the issue because she'd been participating in Glenn Beck 
activities mm-hmm. online for a while. Um, Drift Class, we got a letter. Uh, it's a letter from California. And Oh, no. Uh, with a contribution, and thank you very much for the contribution. Blue Gal wondered what to do in the next 100 days. How about encouraging people to register to vote, to check that they are registered, to help others register, to get neighbors and friends to do the same, and to vote? Because frankly, respectfully, the podcast is spending too much time going over and over and over issues of building lifeboats, both siderism, overpaid opinion writers, morning Joe, no account, no GOP accountability, et cetera, et cetera. You stole our script, Blue Gal. <laughs> so uh, we want to... Um, Express gratitude for that feedback and say, uh, register to vote. You can go to headcount.org and check, uh, enter your state and check to see if you are registered online. Most states have some sort of ability to verify your voter registration. Uh, If not, this website uh, also has a phone number, 866-OUR-VOTE, where you can call and, and ask any questions. So we want to give, we wanted to promote that. Uh, Our own candidate, Betsy Dirksen-Londrigan, who is running against Rodney Davis in Illinois 13, and we are voting for her. Uh, She -hmm. is having a voter registration and volunteer recruitment drive on Quad Day at the University of Illinois in Uh, Champaign-Urbana. They will have four uh, voter registration shifts on Sunday, August 26th. Uh, So at the front room of the University YMCA, that's on campus. And uh, you can go to her website. She is Betsy Dirksen Londrigan. So Google her. And if you're in Illinois and want to help out with that on that day, it's Sunday, August 26th. Uh, But also look up your own candidate for Congress and find out if they're doing something uh, as school starts. Uh, Many Democrats are on campus looking to register college students. And that's certainly a great untapped place to find new voters. So. And there's lots there's to do. Lots to do. Uh, I have knocked doors for mm-hmm. them. Uh, I will do so again uh, when our schedules line up. I have the uh, stamped postcards are... ready to do postcards for voters, too, and I'll be yeah. doing that. Yeah. They, there's phone yeah. banking. Those annoying phone calls you get from people that you've never heard of before wondering, you can be one of those mm-hmm. people. <laughs> uh, and then one, one in ten will answer and take your question. But that really is, is what we're talking about. We're talking about the the now that we've given up on Republicans. Mm-hmm. And now that we have said independents can go, you know, go pound sand, um, vote for Democrats or get out of the way. But I don't want to hear another fucking word about both sides and blah, blah, blah. We need the people who are reluctant to vote, who don't like to participate. Frankly, people under 30 who like to talk a lot of shit, but don't actually get out in as large enough numbers. I'm not denigrating those who do. Um, junior dude is, is a politically active a dynamo and mm-hmm. and I yeah. couldn't be more proud of that and his friends are too but there are not enough of him in his group to to tip the balance except there are if they were if they were out and activated and pointed in the right direction and taken to the polls it would make a huge difference up and down the, the ballot because we have to get rid of this is the problem if the Republican Party and their media enablers you can't vote again you can't vote Chuck Todd out of office, but right. you know we have ways of making him uncomfortable. Um, if they are allowed to go back to a a viable minority status, where they have enough votes and enough clout to govern by sabotage, which is what they did for eight years of Barack Obama, mm-hmm. then they'll, they'll, they'll do that, and right. that will in turn 
free the media up to start going back to the default position, which is, why won't Obama lead? Why right. won't Pelosi lead? Why won't the two parties cooperate? How and come Democrats can't get their act together when they're just being blocked every single time? Right. They have such a hard-on to do that because that's really the only story they have. Um, that's the only that's the only narrative they're comfortable with, which is blaming both sides for Republican atrocities. Mm -hmm. And they have been robbed of that for the last 18 months. They have been unable to find a way to make this Democrats' fault. And so they're floundering around and flopping around and pretending this was all started 18 months ago and not 20, 30 years ago and so on. Mm -hmm. But they're clearly deeply uncomfortable reporting on stories where it's one side is fucking nuts and racist and the other side is not. So I have so, two questions for you. Sure, sure. One is about the Ohio 12 results, which are still not results yet. Right. Um, there some uh, out there, including Charlie Pierce, uh -huh. uh, t tended to blame the Green Party candidate as for being a spoiler. Yeah, I do too. You do? Okay. I, I sort of don't feel like Green Party voters are necessarily automatic Democratic voters. I think there are you know stay-at-home voters and write-in-my-grandmother voters and... You know what they say about failure having many, many... Yeah, uh, yeah. Failure, failure being an orphan. In this case, failure has many fathers and mothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are lots of lots of different ways that that, that election could have been tipped. Mm -hmm. There are lots of different ways that the uh, 2016 election could have been tipped. Right. Lots of sinners. Um, but, you know, this is... this is. I, I remember back um, when I was in whatever it was, peanut league or grapefruit league. I was playing baseball and I was like the last kid at bat and I sucked at this and I struck out and everyone just bagged on me for losing the game. Mm -hmm. And I, part of me was like, I felt really bad. Part of me was like, wait a minute. Every other fucker on this squad had a chance to score a run before me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could have won it for us and you could have won it for us and you could have won it for us. How is this my fault entirely? Um, and the same is true here. There are lots of different ways that uh, the upcoming election can be lost. And if it is lost, every single person involved in the loss is going to go in my shit book forever. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the choice is actually really stark. This is the thing about the Trump years that is it, that was true, also true about the Bush years. Your choices are incredibly stark. Right. Either vote for the racist, fascist monsters or vote against them. And if that is insufficient to take you to the polls, you should not be participating in grown-up conversations because you're a child or you're a moron. If it's not, if voting against the fascists is not sufficient, um, I don't have anything to say to you. Okay, you're so let me ask the other question. Sure. Uh, Omarosa, uh, Lordy, has tapes of Donald Trump allegedly. Uh-huh. And I think that's going to be, you know, <laughs> that's going to that's going to be the uh, glove compartment that Geraldo Rivera opened. Yes, I think yeah. it's just yeah. going to be a big nothing. Uh, and she's doing this to sell her books. And who cares if she's got Donald Trump saying good morning? How was your how was your breakfast or whatever? I, I just right. don't think there's going to be anything significant. Mm -hmm. But allegedly, there are tapes out there. Tom Arnold says there are. Uh, other people that have been on The Apprentice say absolutely Donald Trump used the N-word while he was on the set of The Apprentice. Everybody had a non-disclosure agreement about anything that went on in the building. So then they're iron tight. So that no one, you know, 
wants to come forward with that on because they'll be sued. Uh, but one colleague of mine said today, I don't think that would make any difference to Trump voters. No, I don't think it would at all. Nope. You don't? Not in the slightest. Nope. Nope. Would it, would it make a difference for Trump in any way if a tape of him saying that came out? No, because at that point, there would be a massive dump of uh, what about Bill Clinton and blowjobs? What about uh, Robert Byrd? What about uh, and, and the what about, you know, horde would swarm mm -hmm. and that would be that, you know, this is this is the absolute cycle that we get into with. The magic bullet, the silver bullet, the thing that's finally going to prove mm -hmm. the Republican Party mm -hmm. is, a, is a shit pile of racists and imbeciles and theocrats and gun nuts. No, we knew that 30 years ago. We don't need any more proof of that. What we need to do is ask the people who need more proof, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is all <laughs> happening out in the open. They're playing with their – they're playing cards face up. Well, we can see I see happening. that and I, I, I hear you feeling good about saying that. I don't agree with you. I think okay. there is a – line with that word uh -huh. where corporate America will not tolerate that. And uh, -huh. uh that's that's different than Republican base voters and cowardly Republican congressmen and so forth. Sure. That word is bad for business. Mm -hmm. And it it's very much like uh Disney and the uh gay bathroom vote in Georgia. It's like we're not going to be in business with a state that does that. And all of a sudden that bill just evaporated. You know, I, I see if there is a tape that comes out. Well, the tape is obviously Dr. Blue Gal. It's obviously <laughs> fake. It's obviously Dr. fake news. Fake news and Dr. then we have a big controversy. And then it's a three-day story. And that's all it is. Why, why attribute yeah. to these people motives yeah. of, of civility, rationality, honor, that mm -hmm. they have absolutely when they've tolerated Donald they Trump for eighteen months, no yep. fucking interest in. They yep. will. Mitch McConnell does not care if no. if Donald Trump is caught on tape eating babies like corn on the cob. Yeah. As long as he's yeah. fucking tax cuts, he's going to look the other way. He's going to dance a little circle. He's going to talk about the process. <laughs> Supreme Court judges are so delightful, yeah. Yeah. and the rest of his, you know, the the wind up meathead moron base will go right along with it. That I. I have not given up on the Republican Party. I have given up on people who keep looking for some other Republican Party that will be outraged by this. So what if corporate America is pissed by this? Who cares? Corporate America is pissed by the shit that comes out of Sean Hannity's mouth every night. It doesn't lack for sponsors. doesn't lack for money. And, and if, if anybody steps out of line, well, we'll just we'll – we'll tear off the shit out of them. Yeah. Donald Trump will get on Twitter and go on and on about how you – know, how, how, uh, I don't know, Crocs and Bertanos to name a – company that doesn't exist anymore that whatever the hell to the 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 elmer's paint people are un-american anti-american hate america blah 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 and he'll just drive their stock into the ground mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. no compunction about it. this is the thing that that decent liberal democrats small d do not understand about the tyrant mind they have no compunction about using every weapon in their arsenal to destroy you and and they have no there's no limit on what they'll do. There's no idea. I don't. So what if he says N word? He'll start a war. Yeah, yeah. He'll do well, somebody. He'll, and and he'll, and I want to uh, somebody that you and I both admire very much, um, Connie Schultz. Yes, great, uh, great reporter, great woman. Is is uh, she was on this week talking about the Ohio twelve election because she's from Ohio, and uh, she she tweeted today. Uh, 
about the Omarosa tapes. Someone someone mentioned Omarosa says Trump is on tape using N-word and she, Omarosa, witnessed him calling Kellyanne Conway's husband, who is half Filipino, an effing flip and an effing goo-goo. And uh, so Connie Schultz retweeted that and said, this is Connie Schultz talking. This is outrageous, but we don't need her account to know this about Donald Trump. He reveals himself on a regular basis. Last week it was LeBron. Today it's the black NFL players, etc. So I I see your point that mm-hmm. he has already revealed himself to be this person. Mm-hmm. And there won't be a shock factor. I, I will be interested to see how... Uh, corporate America that has gotten their tax cuts already. I mean, this is what Connie Schultz said on television on, on Tuesday night that, that stuck with me, which a lot of rich people voted for Donald Trump. This isn't a rural, poor people, uneducated white voter phenomenon. It's alone. This is a lot of rich people keeping him in office that so they can get their deregulatory Supreme Court in place and their tax cuts. If so, I can quote Negan from... Uh, uh, the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. There's always more. Mm-hmm. There's always more tax cuts. There's always more to to be taken. And it's not like these people lack money. It is ideologically um, imperative to them that there be no government. Yeah. There be no taxes. So as long as there's any government at all anywhere telling them anything, as long as anyone is taking a dime out of their pocket and giving it to anyone, uh, they'll do anything. They have all the levers now. And because you mentioned Connie Schultz, um, may I take a moment of personal privilege? Sure. I'm going to take this back exactly 10 years to 2008. I wrote a post called The Negrological Constant, mm. which is the idea that people were standing around stroking their beards. This is you know, uh, Charlie Rose, David Brooks, all the usual suspects, stroking their beards, wondering why Barack Obama wasn't doing any better. I mean, he's got all these things going for him. He's very specific. Why isn't he doing any better? And Connie Schultz came on to the Charlie Rose show and (laughs) explained it to them. Um, And I'm going to quote her now, if you don't mind. But this is is eight years ago. And see how much this lines up with everything that's still happening. This is before Donald Trump existed. Mm -hmm. This is before he came on the scene at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Connie Schultz said, and this is my own transcript, so it might be a little off. It hurts me to say as the child of working class people what these people were saying. When I get email from these people, there ain't a lot of nuance. Um, and then she says, I think Michelle, who's on the same panel, uh, makes a very important point about race. I've been writing about this because I come from the working class. And I'm very troubled by some of the things I'm hearing from the working class about race. And I said, you got to go home and have tough conversations with family members. And Charlie Rose says, what do they say? And Schultz says, They say, I will not vote for, and Rose says, an African-American, because he interrupts everyone or used to before they threw him off for being a sexual predator. Schultz says, right. If they say it, well, they say it kindly. I think it's code when they say, well, we really don't know if he's a Muslim and we don't know if he's patriotic. That's all code for race. And for us to pretend that it isn't happening is irresponsible for us in the media. These are the same fuckers who back Donald Trump. They are racist. Now, they were racist then, they were racist 30 years ago, and they will continue to be racist long after this, you know, you and I have passed from this uh, veil Mm -hmm. of tears. This is who they are. And if Donald Trump says a terrible, offensive word, do you really think that the the asshole um, CEOs who he hangs out with at Mar-a-Lago won't give him a high five for that quietly? Mm -hmm. Right. You think that they'll 
whole bunch of corporate uh, titans in this country aren't racist? They sure as shit are. <laughs> so the idea that that there'd be some massive blowback for him saying this out loud on tape, there'd be denial, there'd be deflection, there'd be both sides, there'd be let's look at all the record of racism on the left. Donald Trump might speak harshly, but he speaks the truth. And we'd relitigate the whole stupid question all over again. It's it's actually simpler than that. These people are terrible people, and it, it is maddening to me. Can I, if I can liken it to, uh, if I may, Harry Potter? Oh, <laughs> you're going to do um, that, huh? <laughs> just for a, a half a minute, because I, I promised I wouldn't talk about David Brooks this week. So I'm going to liken it to uh, Mr. Fudge, uh, the head of the government in in Harry Potter, who, after it is clear that that Voldemort has returned, that he's back, it's real simply will not believe it. He cannot believe, he cannot bring himself to believe it. It brings up too many painful memories and he devotes all of his time and all of his energy to slandering the people who keep saying he's back and we have to prepare for it. The media is right now in that position. They cannot acknowledge what's really going on right in front of them because, because of what it says about the country, what it says about one of our two major political parties, and most importantly, what it says about them. They cannot acknowledge that they were participants, that they were collaborators, that they enabled this to happen. So they are looking for any excuse not to look at the thing that's right in front of them. And they're going to go right on doing that until Voldemort appears right in their face and slaps the shit out of them on national television. Right. Until, until it, it really just sticks a finger in their eye and uses the N-word live on television to describe Don Lemon. Until then... Nothing is going to change because mm -hmm. these people are who they are and this is who they've always been. And this is what is so maddening about the Never Trump movement. Yep, because, well, and, and a number of people have said, I'd rather be a Democrat than enable this administration. But mm -hmm. I would rather be a Democrat than a Never Trumper who yeah. uh, sat down on their hands and counted votes and money while the Willie Horton ad was running who counted votes and money while John McCain's campaign was being slandered in South Carolina mm -hmm. uh, and push polls talking about his black baby were being done in South Carolina. Is this a good time to bring up Charles Blow? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know, th this almost allows Bill Maher to not be dead to me since he had Milo <laughs> on, which is yeah. Bill Maher's dead to me since Milo, but yeah. Uh, he did have Charles Blow on. Mm -hmm. And uh, who was on with Charles Blow at the same time? Um, um, I forget the rest of the panelists. Malcolm Malcolm Nance was on. Uh, yeah, Malcolm Nance was there laughing his ass off because Malcolm yeah. Nance is just having a wonderful time. But this was Steve uh, Steve Schmidt. And Steve Schmidt. And Steve Schmidt. And that was the one that Steve Schmidt got called out in, in a very good way. He got, Go he, ahead and tell us what happened. He went, in, uh, he went into his you know, patented Steve Schmidt. I can't believe. And he talks like I do. He talks like Drift Glass. Mm -hmm. He talks like Blue Gal. Now he's full-blown, never Trump, can't believe these people, except when he actually dials it down a little bit, he goes right back to Mr. Both Sides. You know, the socialism on the left is just as bad as the racism on the right. Um, give it half a chance, he will revert like memory plastic to his old self because this is who he is. This is who he grew up to be. This is the, 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 the cause he served his entire life. But now the mask is ripped away and it's humiliating personally to him to have been associated with this his entire adult life. So what do you do? Well, you pretend it didn't happen my entire adult life. It just happened 18 months ago. Before that, everything was fine. 
And let's just talk about Donald Trump and that point in history forward. Let's absolutely not talk about what I was doing three years ago and five years ago and 10 years ago and 12 years ago, back when I was working with Karl Rove, back when I was just another Republican hitman making, uh, making my living slandering liberals and making it possible for a, a monster like Trump to rise up. And Charles Blow did the one thing that you're never supposed to do on television. This is the, uh, this is the equivalent for all of you um, Karate Kid fans out there. This is the crane kick. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kick to the head from which you cannot defend. He asked, he just said, it's great. It's absolutely wonderful that we call out the Republican Party. It's necessary. But this has been going on for 30 years. Where have you been this entire fucking time? This has been going on, blah, 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 blah. And he just lit into it. Yeah. Where was all this outrage back then? Where was it all under Bush? Where was it under here? And he just said, to pretend that this hasn't been going on all along is a lie. It's just not true. So it's great you're calling him out now, but where were you when you could have made a difference? And, and Steve Schmidt sat there and looked at his hands because there's no reply yep. to that. There's yep. no answer to yep. that question. Because there's only two possible outcomes. And again, either one, either one of these outcomes fucks up your speaker, speaker's mm -hmm. fees and fucks mm -hmm. up your book sales. So he's not going to say either one. Either you are that stupid and that deluded that you want your entire adult life and, and failed catastrophically to notice things that were blindingly obvious to every liberal. I know. Or you knew about it and you just cashed those checks. And you're yeah. cool with it. So are you a liar now? Or were you a moron for 30 years? Either one of which, the, the the next question for either one of those answers is, so why would anyone listen to anything you have to say now? I appreciate your vote. I wish you'd do like Chuck Colson did. Go work with prisoners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come back and, and, and your only fucking thing out of your hole should be from now on. Liberals are right. I was wrong. Vote Democratic. I'll be down working at a soup kitchen now. Or, or just go work with the the March for Our Lives people. Go Fine. go help. Terrific. Go help college students who have an issue, whatever their issue is. And, you know, you've got enough money to support yourself and your family. Go volunteer to work with college students on their issues, whether it's pot legalization or yeah. uh, voter registration or gun safety or whatever it is. Get to help message, to help develop ads, to help develop marches. You know, he is a good organizer. Clearly, he, he was one of Sarah Palin's babysitters when she was talking about that Obama palling around with terrorists. You know, she he apparently didn't have any problem with that message. Uh, it's time for him to give back. <laughs> Unforgivable. The people who have gotten it wrong all this time so catastrophically are now Basically, this I've said this before. The, this is going to be Charlie Sykes and, uh, versus, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Bill Crystal. Mm -hmm. Now, this is, and I, I realize I'm repeating myself, and I'm doing it consciously because I have an incredible sense that it's terribly important that we understand the terms of the next engagement. Yeah, right. Um, I wrote this week that George, the Bush administration, was our political World War One, and by that I mean. It never really ended. It never got resolved. It just stopped. And instead of resolving the root causes of the problems in the Bush administration, which was the Republican Party had become this wild, out-of-control, racist monster, and that they were listening to Fox News, and they were listening to Sean Hannity, 
and they were listening to Rush Limbaugh and their entire political party depended on, on the hate of those people to get people to the polls rather than doing something about it. Then everyone decided that it was all over now that we're not going to talk about it anymore, that we're just going to let it fester, that we're just going to ignore it. And as the, the Obama administration sailed along and these, these pustules of hatred just kept popping out of the Republican Party, the media just kept ignoring them, pretending they weren't really there. And the seeds of our political World War II, which is what we're having right now, were planted during the Bush administration because people who controlled the public dialogue and controlled public discourse and controlled the media did not want to talk about what the fuck had just happened. They wanted to ignore it and pretend it never happened and make it go away because it made them look really mm -hmm. bad. Well, now we're harvesting the bitter fruit of those decisions. And if we let them get, get away with it again, the next time it's going to be hey, worse. Hey, Glass, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a relatively new podcast out there now. Yes. Uh, the Weekly Standard has a podcast. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> and a new podcast host. Really? Charlie Sykes. Oh, of course they do. Course they <laughs> and do. I just want to read to you. Oh, please do. Um, no, that. I'm just going to read to you three or four titles of their podcast. I don't want well, to get into any of the detail because I'm probably not that, going to listen to any of them. You've got to read them in, in Marge's voice, though. <laughs> okay. That's my deal. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay sure. Okay. We got... You got Charlie Kirk and a state of young conservatism. That'll be interesting. Oh, that'll be so exciting. Oh, God, that's going to be great. Trump's Bill Clinton defense. <laughs> wow. There's, there's a joke in there about I wouldn't fuck you with his dick. Is that, <laughs> is that I think that's a punchline. Uh, I'll, I'll workshop that, but that's going yeah, to yeah. be basically it. Uh, uh -huh. Alex Jones is not the hill to die on. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, they've got choices. Of hills to okay. die on over here. Yeah. What will Paul Ryan's legacy be? <laughs> oh, oh they did I a know whole that. Podcast on that one. Oh, I know that. Can you call on me? Could you call on me? <laughs> mm -hmm. And the last one, the most recent podcast at the Weekly Standard is quote the midterm election. Nobody wants to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know somebody who wants to win. Mm -hmm. I do too. I know lots of people who want to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Uh, they happen to be women mostly. Yeah. <laughs> who are, I'm sure, 90% of the Weekly Standard podcast listeners are women, women of color no, especially. I'm, I'm no, betting uh, they no. just line up for that apple to drop out of that right. tree every week. Can, right? I, can I talk about Ben Shapiro for five seconds and then we'll You can talk about Ben our... Shapiro all you want. No. Uh, you'll have cause... to talk about him and the voice of Peggy Noonan. <laughs> I can't sound I that drunk. No, no. <laughs> I I pass out before I, on my third yeah, mic. That's, that's the problem. That's the thing. Uh -huh. I have thin blood, and I I really can't drink that much. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Ben Shapiro offered ten thousand uh dollars -huh. to Ms. Ocasio uh, to debate her, debate socialism. Right. And she said, uh, "That's a cat call." You know, he's yelling out at her, waving money in the air and uh, demanding attention uh -huh. and that she doesn't have to pay attention to that. She's right. And moved on with her campaign. Uh, it, You know, I don't use the word triggered about myself very often. I'm I'm a pretty tough broad and I drink with the boys mostly. 
uh, a man waving money at a woman, any woman, uh, women of color, divorced women. Uh, she's not divorced, but uh, any a man waving a large amount of money at a woman and then saying, pay attention to me uh, or do what I say uh, is abusive. And I'm just going to say that it 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 when I heard about it last night. Uh, it really took me to an ugly place in my own personal history. Uh, and my, uh, I don't want to get into any of the personal stuff, but just $10,000 is an awful lot of money in my yes. world. It it still is. Yep. And uh, it is for us. That's one week's allowance from the Koch brothers for, uh, for a little bit. <laughs> Apparently yeah. for maybe, maybe three days allowance. For the for the Ben Shapiro's of this yeah. world, and 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 it's it, uh, who can offer it to a candidate for office as a stunt, and uh, I was I was not surprised or hurt in any way when I brought that up on Twitter last night, and a horde of uh, petulant young male misogynists swarmed all over me. Uh, about me being divorced and me not having money and whose fault that was and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, they can all go to hell. <laughs> that wasn't the triggering issue. The triggering issue for me was the waving of the money. Uh, was, is abusive. It's, it's, it's a privilege and a uh, understanding that you could use this. Mm-hmm. You know, I have it and you could use it. So do what I say. That is the, and that is the deal that everyone who works in conservative media. And And especially Trump world. And and everyone who works, every conservative who shows up on MSNBC or on a podcast, that's the deal they make. That is absolutely the deal. I I did a lookup of the uh, speaker's fees for some of the people and it won't surprise you. That it runs into the um, multiple tens of thousands of dollars per pop that half of the conservatives on MSNBC all work for the same speakers bureau. Uh, They all prop each other up. They all defend each other. They all look out for each other and they all make money. And until this affects them, until Ben Shapiro does not have $10,000 to throw around, this is going to go right. To throw away. To throw away. away. Yeah. Um, This will never happen. Nothing's going to change. There's nothing holding up this ideology other than massive amounts of money and racism. That's it. Until one of those two is cut off, it's it's going to keep running. And it's really important that we understand that because every time we try – every time some well-meaning liberal tries to get on board with this, reaching out and touching them and finding their – G spots and working with them, you you pull back a stump every time, and at some point yeah. you have to stop being stupid about it. You have to stop yeah. under you have to start understanding that we're on Omaha Beach, it's D Day, and we're fighting our way up the beach, and yep. it's now is not the time to I've said this before to worry about the topiary hedges we're going to have in Paris in 1953. <laughs> now is the time for you to be either on my fucking team. And that, well, you know, you know, they have a good point. They're making some good points. These Nazis, they have a valid point. No, if you're saying that, you need to go away. Well, and even if you're not saying Nazis have a valid point, because Steve Schmidt has been 
virulent against the Nazi part of the party yes. at this point. I mean, the, I mean, but the, if yeah. you're saying, I mean, the, if you're saying, oh, the radical socialists in the left and pushing Democrats too far to the left is just as bad. I, I, I mean, in that's the, when in the you metaphor have to go your way up Omaha. The idea yeah. that you're going to yeah. stop in the foxhole and and parse the both sides problem, right? That that's right. your priority. Tells me that you're not really on my team. You're right. preparing for the day when I lay down my arms and you take this all back, because Correct. you really are okay with everything they're doing. You're just really kind of uncomfortable with the fact that Donald Trump tore the mask off your party and made you all look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they showed once and for all that the liberals have been right about you all along. And there's no place to go after that other than just pretend it's not happening. <laughs> just yeah. get all your friends, get your pal, get Joe Scarborough and the rest of your pals in the media just to grind on through, pretend it's not happening, move on to the next tweet, move on to the next outrage, move on to Space Force. And let's not dwell on the fact that you should be walking around for the rest of your life with a GOP tattoo on your forehead so that everyone knows who you are, and how you got what you got. Because I have no objection to you making a living. I have an objection to you making a living pretending that you give a shit about anything I believe in, that you haven't been working your entire life to burn down the country I love. That's what I, That's what bothers me. Right. And now that the wind has shifted and it's suddenly no longer economically viable for you to be on Team Crazy, you want to not be on my team. You want to be at the front of my team. You want to be at the head of the aisle. You want to be setting the agenda. No, 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 no. That you do not get to do. All right, Drift Class, let's read through our news roundup. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of news. There's a lot of news. And it's corruption week. It's not infrastructure week. It's corruption week. (laughs) Can I I mention one more thing that that (laughs) is more of a story? Yeah. Uh, Sergeant Timo Juarez. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sergeant Timo Juarez uh, was an Iraq combat veteran. He served as a Marine infantryman and then as a national, an Army National Guardsman. He's a super conservative Trump guy, self-described, whose wife was just deported to Mexico mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. week because he never thought the monster he voted for would turn on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I wrote up, I wrote this up on my blog. You know, I have a blog out there. Yeah. Right now. And I said, you know, this is worse than any, the blowback from his stupid mistakes. Uh, is worse than any blowback I've ever had to suffer for any of my dumbass mm-hmm. mistakes, which I've made a lot mm-hmm. of. And I'm not going to salt his wounds with my liberal tears. I'm not going to, you know, wag my finger at him. But I will say this is the problem. Yep. Well, and this his Democratic get... congressman is still trying to help and yes. and has oh, been yeah. a tireless advocate for his wife and been writing and calling the White House and really taking a very personal interest, was there at the airport when she was deported. Yep. He has been on their side. Uh, yes, so, absolutely. Right down the yeah, line. Yeah. Um, but and he, and here's the here's the point I wanted to make. Like coal miners, mm-hmm. like soybean farmers, like steel workers, like carrier employees, none of these people thought that their guy would stab them mm-hmm. in the back. But he's a con artist. He was gonna fuck over he was gonna scan he was gonna fuck over those right. people. He was gonna hurt those people. He was gonna take their kids away. He was going to take their jobs away. He was going to protect me because he's my guy. And and as loudly and longly and plaintively and persuasively as we have told these sorts of people for decades that they do not care about you and they're going to fuck you over, they don't believe it until it actually happens to their own family. And then 
they get this look of absolute stunned bovine shock. Oh my God! You mean I me? Think I think you your liberal me? tears are starting to salt his wounds, Strickland. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll dial it back this, this far. That is understandable. I, I can't excuse it, but I can understand it because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not they're not skilled in the dark arts of politics. They don't follow anything. They don't read anything. They don't steep themselves in what did happened in Ohio four six years ago. But Steve Schmidt does know better. Yep. And Joe Scarborough does know better. Yep. And Chuck Todd does know better. And all of them, Charlie Sykes goddamn damn well knows better. Rick Wilson goddamn well knew better. And they were completely cool with enabling this machine that's crushing these people right up until it became right. ideologically and financially inconvenient to ride that horse anymore. Now they want to jump off and say, wasn't me, wasn't my fault. I'd like to keep my position in my partner. Well, and the forty, the forty-two or forty-three Republican congressmen who are retiring this year. Mm-hmm. Not, not our and fault. Paul Ryan, same thing. You know, what will Paul Ryan's legacy be? Oh, you know, he'll be on Fox next year yeah. to analyze things. Sure, sure. So I'd like to, right. I'd like to recommend. It's sort of in this general area. There's a really good article uh, by Adam Serwer in the Atlantic called "The White Nationalists Are Winning." Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, now it's a longer article. We'll put a link up to it, but. Uh, you know, come on, people, read a book. If you can't read a book, read a goddamn magazine. <laughs> he's, na- anyway. he's, now, he's now the woman at the party that you shouldn't have started talking to. Yes. You read know what? <laughs> I don't think you ever understood what Frank Herbert was saying to do. You know what? You know what? Spice is code <laughs> for martinis. You don't understand that. You don't understand it because you didn't read it, did you? Gee, I did my thesis on. Is my Mai Tai. <laughs> Spice. Spice is is is, a, is yeah. the olive. I, I want to the... thank all the people who were uh, science fiction splaining to me last night <laughs> about Chud. Chud, yes, yes, and and n- none of them. I mean, granted, it was a long thread, and people didn't realize who I was or who I was married to. But honestly, yeah. don't have to explain <laughs> science fiction tropes to me. I sleep next to a science fiction encyclopedia every night. <laughs> Frank Herbert, I, I you don't other, understand, man. I have other virtues, but he yes, does. I he do does. have a other extensive and, <laughs> and useless storehouse of science fiction. Now, I, actually, I was able to help some one guy out on the Twitter uh, yesterday or today. I forget which. Uh, he was. We were talking about Space Force. Yes, right. And he said, I'll, "I'd just be happy if we put put him in rocket all these idiots in rocket ships and fired them off. That'd be that'd be my Space Force." And I pointed out that that is the plot to the Marching Morons. Yes, from nineteen. 19- 51 or 52, something like that. I was able to put them oh, on. It's to also a, a subplot in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yes, the arc. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh. All right. See, you're married to the right woman. I totally am. <laughs> Smartest decision I ever made. You know what? News Roundup. This week, Devin, <laughs> Nu- this week, Devin Nunez. Uh, you know what? By the time he is disgraced and living under a bridge, I will be able to pronounce mm-hmm. his name correctly. So, Devin Nunez was caught on a secret recording explaining that uh, that this plan to impeach Rod Rosenstein had stalled. Not because it was a bad idea or it was criminal or it was disgusting or it was appalling, but it would delay their confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh. And he was, he was so, lying to the donors and they knew he was lying and everybody knew yeah. everybody was lying. And uh, that is just such a gift wrap. As Ten Grain pointed out uh, this week, such a gift wrapped box for any Democratic uh, operative making uh, ads 
for a Democratic candidate running for the House. You know, that mm-hmm. here's here's the secret tape of what the plan with the number four person in the Republican House fundraiser mm-hmm. saying, uh, oh, yeah, we plan to obstruct justice some more. You've got to reelect us so we can obstruct justice some more. Well, I've seen the, the tape of not the tape of the the preloaded ready ad for when Donald Trump is put under oath under some circumstances. Uh It's just a loop of him um, mocking the disabled gentleman. Yeah. Saying over and over again, I can't remember. I can't remember. (laughs) I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And that will play until the end of time. It won't persuade the pig people one little bit, but it might knock a few of the undecideds you know, in the direction of the polling place. Well, you know, what will happen is a, a Trumper sees that on their TV. They'll call the police and say, which black person put that on my TV? And would you, would the police officer please stop them? <laughs> hey, uh, a majority of Americans believe tuition-free college and a $15 an hour minimum wage would be, quote, very effective or somewhat effective solutions to social barriers. Uh, these are popular ideas, folks. There's this thing called the Office of Financial Research that they're the watchdog agency that's supposed to identify, you know, massive bubbles and destructive financial risks that are coming at us that would cause the next great recession or even a depression. And of course, the Trump administration yep. cut their staff because they want to cre- they want to loot the place, leave it burning, and get out of town. That's the plan. And and thank thank you, Vladimir Putin, for making all this possible. We talked about this last week, but Trump's decision to impose tariffs on Canadian newsprint is starting to hurt local newspapers right across the country. Mm-hmm. And and Donald Trump's legal team says, I don't think we're going to have to sit for the voluntary interview. We'll, we'll do it maybe, but the questions about possible obstruction of justice are just inappropriate. So we're not... This is the fakest, the fakest, fakest, quote unquote, you know, will he, won't he out there he is not going to testify as long as you don't ask the burglar about the burglary we'll let you talk to him right no it this is this is fake news literally russians have penetrated some of florida's election systems ahead of the 2018 midterms isn't that exciting isn't that darn nice 43 percent of republicans this is a plurality it's not a majority yet but watch as it creeps over 50 i swear it will think that Trump should, quote, have the authority to close news outlets engaged in bad behavior. That means our podcast, Blue Gal, just so you know. Well, and our, and that means that the de- next president that's a Democrat can shut down Fox News, right? No, of course it doesn't mean that. But when you have the power to kill Crocs. <laughs> well, that's true. Crocs, <laughs> um, you know, they're going to come for us sooner or later, Blue Gal. Uh, just get ready for it. Three Mar-a-Lago members, including the CEO of Marvel... Uh, who have no official government role and are not veterans, uh, acted as an informal council secretly running the Department of Veterans Affairs. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, This this according to a uh, bombshell ProPublica article, which everyone should go read. I know this will shock you. This this shocked me. Uh, 55% of voters say that race relations have gotten better under Trump. No, that's a lie. No, that's not worse. It's all gotten worse. It's all gotten worse. (laughs) And if only Barack Obama hadn't divided this country. If only Barack Obama um, could, could have led this country in, in racial, yeah, right. Uh, Wilbur Ross, who is the Commerce Secretary of the United States of America, has yeah. been accused of stealing as much as $120 million from former business partners, and he's being sued for it. 
Yeah. L- make Scott Pruitt and his hand lotion and mattresses just look like he wasn't trying. <laughs> you know? Um, this one just, this is such a shit sandwich. It's, it is, it really is a cartoonish supervillain mm-hmm. Bond villain plot that's catched by idiots. And, re- and rejected the- as a Bond plot. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. no, no, this is too dumb and, and no one's going to buy it. And what, why, 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 why we've got a volcano, we've got a spaceship. Why would you do this? Uh, because it's evil and we like doing evil things. It's apparently. the spy who the shagged Trump- me. It is. It's the spy who shagged me. It is. Plot. Uh, the Trump EPA, uh, the Environmental Pollution Agency, um, will now allow manufacturers to use asbestos in creating new products. The agency will no longer consider the effects or presence of the substance in the air, ground or water, in its risk assessments when assessing whether or not asbestos is dangerous. Asbestos-related deaths totaled totaled nearly 40,000 Americans annually. In a related story, the U.S. is now importing asbestos from Russia with Donald Trump's picture on it. And there's a very specific manufacturer who's allied with Putin that is uh, importing it. So yeah, this is, this is not secret. No. This is not like, this is not, there's no more guys in masks sneaking around the Watergate at night. They're just doing it out in the open because they don't care. They own the courts. They own the Congress. They own the white house. Why not steal everything you can lay your hands on knowing that as we escape over the horizon with a big bag of loot, Chuck Todd will come on and say, isn't it a shame how both sides let this happen? Isn't it a shame uh, that Democrats class, are in such disarray? I think we have it pretty clear in our minds that electing Democrats to the House of Representatives is is critical to stopping Trump. Every other state office and local office that you're electing is equally important to stopping Trump. If you don't want asbestos in your state, the governor and the governor's environmental protection people are the ones that are going to stop it. So be very clear. Get that attorney general to be a Democrat. Make sure your attorney general is a Democrat in your state. It's really important that that person be empowered to sue the Trump administration over this kind of crap. Democrat, no matter what. Right. Uh, Chris Collins got arrested. He was brought into jail by the FBI for insider trading. And it's turning out that there might be as many as 12 Republicans uh, involved in uh, the insider trading situation with Chris Collins. For future generations, let's note that Chris Collins was the first um, congressman to endorse Donald Trump. That's correct. And uh, he apparently made the insider trading phone calls. They can tell from the timing of the trades uh-huh. uh, from the White House lawn picnic. Yep. Um, and there's pictures of him doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. The Trump administration. Oh, funny. I remember back when when Al Gore was vice president, uh, that that would warrant its own separate uh, special investigation. That would inv- a house investigation lasting six or seven years, maybe. Probably. Probably. Uh, the Trump administration wants to make it harder for legal immigrants to come to the United States because Stephen Miller is a This is yeah. Stephen Miller. And Laura Ingram yeah. uh, went on TV, I guess, a day or two ago uh, and announced that immigrants have destroyed this country. Mm-hmm. Fucked us up and fucked us up and it's just a shame. And, it's and then today she came on and said, what is everybody talking about? I wasn't talking about race. Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't talking about legal immigrants. Yes, you were. 
Yes, yeah, she was. No, and she said she wasn't talking about race. And then the rest of her show was about um, Chicago and Spike Lee. Because I'm not making that up. Well, and it's it's it is really important to remember that as you watch these terrible, terrible people say these terrible things and then immediately lie about what they just said, they're not talking to you. They're talking right. to the reprogrammable meatbags who are the Republican base, who will absolutely forget everything she and just clap said. And clap and, no. and bark for yep. whatever whatever comes out of Laura Ingram's pie hole is the truth right now. And by absolutely. the way, you, you, know who, uh, you know who got to this country thanks to uh, legal and chain immigration? Chain migration? You mean uh -huh. that chain migration? Yeah, the evil chain immigration migration. You know who got Donald here Trump's thanks to Donald Trump's in-laws. Donald Trump's in-laws were just made citizens <laughs> thanks to the thing that he's trying really hard to get rid of. All right. China announced 25% tariffs on $16 billion with a B mm -hmm. uh, worth of U.S. goods. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone was pointing out the difference between million and billion the other day uh -huh. on Twitter, uh, pointing out that um, a million seconds. I, I can't remember how I, I'm going to have to go look this up. But it's like a million seconds is less than a year. And. A billion seconds is 35 years. And it's really important to recognize when people are talking about billions of dollars, I was that that's serious be, money. <laughs> I was told there'd be no math on this podcast. Video. <laughs> so, um, uh, but this was the week, I think it was late last week or early this week, that Donald Trump finally admitted that the 2016 Tower meeting was about getting dirt on Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But since it doesn't matter and it's not illegal and everybody does it, why not admit it? The real scandal is that Hillary Clinton is a woman and made me look bad and, and mm -hmm. beat me in the popular vote and something server and something, something Benghazi. That's the real scandal. And that is what every single reprogrammable Republican meatbag on their dying day will remember as what was really wrong in the last 10 years. Yep. That is the memory they will take with them to the great beyond. Uh, the, the tweet was that a million seconds is under 12 days and a billion seconds is 32 years under just under 32 years. So guess which one of those Paul Manafort <laughs> is going to get as a sentence. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to talk about. Oh, Hope good Hicks. news. Good news. Oh, you want to talk about Hope Hicks or what's the good no, news? We're talking about judge ordering the, a plane carrying deported mothers and children to turn the hell around. Right. And and I'm going to stick my boot up your ass, Jeff Sessions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also blocked any more removals because apparently Jeff Sessions is handpicking which children mm -hmm. uh, he victimizes. Yeah. Very Mengele. Uh, Very speaking Mengele. speaking of, of planes, Hope Hicks got on Air Force One. Mm -hmm. uh, ahead of Trump's departure for a campaign rally in Ohio uh, because the tarmac wasn't available. Right. Let us all cast our minds back uh, to Bill Clinton spending 10 minutes talking about his grandkids. On the tarmac. And, and how that what became... What an outrage festival on Fox News that was. That was years, years worth of, oh my God, the deep state, the deep state, the deep state. Again, we understand, as a matter of course, that their brains don't work this way, mm -hmm. that they're wired not to notice their own staggering hypocrisy when they take something that is trivial and inflate it into a giant scandal, and then it turns out karma's a bitch, and they do exactly the same thing, except a thousand times worse than it actually is a crime. 
So we can't ask them to process that information because their brains don't work good. Hey, they have broken. Talk brains. to me about the Tennessee election. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I do want to talk about special election. We yeah. did actually talk a little bit of special election in they're, Ohio. They, uh, yeah. yeah, in Ohio, they're, they're close. Um, they're still close. They're still doing some recounting. Um, the only thing I took away from that is, oh my God, we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- this. So if, when, in if our notes, when you right, said Tennessee election, you meant Ohio election. I, I often get this. <laughs> Your wife was born was watching, in Ohio. Okay. I know. I was watching Tennessee tuxedo. Okay. I was watching Mr. Whoopi explaining something on the, on the big board. I oh, know that was Steve Kornacki. That I'm sorry. Steve that was Kornacki. not Mr. Whoopi. That yeah. was Steve Kornacki. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, that was a typo because people often uh, type in Ohio when they mean Tennessee. Ohio. Yes. Uh, the Ohio election. And uh, uh, I want to congratulate, too, um, the woman. In, first of all, they defeated the guy in Missouri, Missouri, who uh, looked the other way on the Michael Brown killing. They defeated uh-huh. him. So it is possible to defeat a lifetime member of uh, holding an office and who's, you know, used the power of incumbency forever. It is impo- it is possible to boot someone like that out of office. And they did it in Missouri. So congratulations. Uh, and there was a woman in Kansas who is uh, now the Democratic nominee for a house race, who is the first Native American lesbian MMA fighter. Uh, who's going to go um, head-to-head with a Republican in, in November. So good for her. Well, Missouri also had a big labor vote. Yes, uh, this in election. Missouri. Um, a big win, as, as Rolling Stone says, a big win for the little guy. Yep. And so if we do this right, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. we all take a little responsibility on our local level and, and, and register people, get friends to vote, um, talk where you can. If you're, you know, we have a place at our church where we can talk politics. Yep. Yep, and we do, and there are there are local there. There's a little um, meetups and and uh, civic centers. The the state fair is going on now. There's a little um, food truck celebration that happens down the street from us once a month. Wherever you can find people who are not you know going who are not wearing Trump or Die 2020 right. t-shirts. Well, and let's 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 stop for a minute and talk about that uh, bites on the boulevard yeah. where there were food trucks and it was a little food truck festival. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. first of all, let me interrupt myself and say it was Sharice Davids is the candidate in Kansas who uh, could uh, be the first America's first lesbian Native American ex MMA fighter congresswoman. Good for her. Uh, that's, that's so, so awesome. awesome. Uh, and uh, this di- this bites on the Boulevard food truck place uh, was a fundraiser for a local school. And each month they have this, and the food trucks come and they pay. Uh, a fee in order to uh, participate. And I don't know whether it's a percentage of their sales or what, but, but there is a fundraiser going on and they choose a school in the neighborhood, an elementary school in the neighborhood uh, to sponsor. And that school has a little tent there for that day. Right at the front. This, this, the elementary school that was there this particular Tuesday was the elementary school that my children attended when we first moved here 10 years ago. So I recognized only one or two of the people at the tent because there is turnover in elementary school education. They do intend to move these teachers around. Uh, And there was a new principal and I met him. And, you know, we were able to talk about progress in education 
the importance of neighborhood schools, the importance of uh, uh, making sure that parents who were not educated themselves felt welcome in the school building. We had this really long conversation about how do we make schools work? That mm-hmm. is a perfect opportunity to say, I hope you're registered to vote. <laughs> yes, indeed. You don't Absolutely. have to say Absolutely. anything yep. else. You know, say, right. uh, and I did find out there's another website. Uh, let me uh, bring it up here. I think it's just vote.org. While you, find, while you look that up, by the way, the principal of the school is awesome. He's everywhere. He's a great guy. Yes. He's, he's, you know, these are people who are out at public events all the time, talking up the school, who are proud of their school, who are proud to work there, who do really good work. And and it's it truly is the community coming together to support them in a material way. Right. And it automatically creates a crowd of like-minded people. Exactly. Exactly. In public. And it is. It's vote.org is the other easy-to-remember uh, website where you can go and check your voter registration status and also find out whether you need ID or not and what you need and where to go and so forth and how to early vote and that sort of thing. So so if you're going to drinking liberally, for example, yeah, yeah, you can go, you can swing in there and say, fuck Trump, and you'll find an open seat and they'll go buy you a beer. <laughs> and a beer. But if you're going to, you know, if you're, if you're talking at church or you're talking at temple, or you're talking at, at your local ashram or you're talking to people who are at your Unitarian or an atheist group or whatever group you're in, a, a Mensa group, a library group, knitting group, book club. You don't need to come on with a heavy hand, but you do need, when you find an area of common interest that is that is uh, intersects with public policy, it's a terrific opportunity to say, I hope you're all registered to vote. Yep. Because it's so important, especially locally, that your voice be heard because it really makes a huge difference. And we all agree that our schools could be better, our roads could be better, that that things could be better for all of us. And there are myriad opportunities that don't involve swearing and finger wagging and stuff, which is all fun and good. And I, uh, hey, we have a podcast. We do that once a week. <laughs> yes, and we do. We, and, and, the, and our listeners seem to like it. Yeah. Uh, but that does not mean this is all we do. Um, you're an activist all the time. You're, you're, you know, you're advocating for good public policy and against bad public policy all the time. Um, sometimes you're tired and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. I had one of those days yesterday. Um, but that doesn't mean it's true. It just means that you've hit still water and you need to be able to lean on someone for a little while until you can get your legs back. Yeah. In. And it's okay to carry a, carry some brightly colored post-it notes in your purse or wallet and write vote.org on them and hand it to somebody and say, just check and make sure you're registered. Check and make sure that you, you know where to vote. And I hope you will. And, mm-hmm. and you're done. And that's not controversial or creating conflict or anything. You're saying, hey, get out there and vote. All right, let's finish up these uh, news items. Yeah. Which one do you want? <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the first one. Okay. Two of America's largest steel companies, both of which have deep ties to the Trump administration, successfully objected to hundreds of tariff exemption requests by American companies that buy foreign steel. So they got preferential treatment from Donald yeah. Trump. It's crony capitalism yeah. using tariffs to line their own pockets. Mm-hmm. And this is this is my favorite one. It's horrifying, but it's obvious. Apple uh, got rid of Infowars from its catalog. Spotify did. Facebook did. YouTube did. Because uh, Alex Jones is a raving, violence-provoking... Um, um, scumbag, lunatic, 
Nazi and deserves to be shunned and, and taken off of every public platform. The one that wouldn't enforce him, the one that didn't take him down, lets him get away with murder, is Twitter. The same people that tossed my ass in Twitter jail for calling Bill Maher a whore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. take that for what mm-hmm. it's worth. You know, Twitter is a is a open cesspool and everyone knows it. Uh, it has its uses and I use it every day. But please understand what you see on Twitter is not reality. What you see on Twitter is the capitalist's dream of what they wanted it to be to maximize shareholder value and personal wealth. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with every other private platform. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are not institutions of First Amendment stalwartness. These are some corporation's idea of what they can put out in public that will maximize their profits. And at the moment, Facebook has decided that getting Alex Jones off of their advertising site, which is what it is, is net net to their financial advantage. So they're doing it. Twitter has decided otherwise. So they're doing what they do. Don't mistake these private platforms for public spaces that you can say what you wish and do what you wish. Your First Amendment freedoms do not follow you there. And they can be taken away just as soon as any corporation decides that they don't like the way you part your hair. Well, and Alex so. Jones is a verified account on Twitter. Yes. Whereas a very large number of women and people of color journalists who have been working and are clearly established and more than willing to provide verification of who they are and why they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't. Don't get that. So, uh, you know, not only is he on Twitter He's a verified, bona fide, blue check, validated blue check on Twitter. Yeah. You're not. I'm not. I'm not. Carolee's not. A lot of people are not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who write for hundreds of thousands of people every day are not. And it's uh, sexism in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, it's just sexism. Mm-hmm. Each week. Oh, do you want to talk about our governor before we oh, go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Little Trumpy. Little Trumpy. Little Trumpy. Look, Governor Hedge Fund has gotten tired of all the corruption and whatnot. Uh, and so he wouldn't like the attorney general to uh, drag uh, Mike Madigan to court. And Mike uh, Madigan is the uh, most powerful Democrat in Illinois. He's, you know, he's been around for far too long. He's the head of uh, the of the Illinois Senate. Is that right? Uh, he's the um, he's the he's. He's the most powerful Democrat in Illinois. That's all you need to know. He's a member of the That's legislature who determines what the Democratic Party does in, in the state. Yeah. The outgoing state's attorney general is his daughter. <laughs> yes. Okay, because all, yes. <laughs> all politics in Illinois is, through the uh, is dynastic. Yeah. And, and is. that doesn't mean it's not corrupt. We understand that. No. Uh, if, I, if I could wave, wave a magic wand, I would reform politics in Illinois going all the way back to, to a Big, Jim, a Big Bill Thompson yeah. under Al Capone. Yeah. I mean, I lived in Chicago for 25 years. You cannot tell me anything about the corruption of a one-party system under the Democrats that I don't already know. I can also tell you that the minute a black guy won the nomination, half of the Democratic Party became Republican mm-hmm, overnight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's it has nothing to do with party affiliation. It had everything to do with racial affiliation. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way things are. Uh, so Illinois politics is a wonderfully corrupt cesspool of 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 that goes on for decades. But it but it's fascinating that Governor Hedgefund has all of a sudden decided that his political opponent, his number one political opponent, uh, who is not a billionaire like JD Pritzker is running against right. him. He's going to jail. 
you should go jail. to jail. <laughs> and there's, there's, you know, there's, it, 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 there's no evidence there's of no, it. There's, there's no actual, actual you know, charges. No, it's just he should no go to jail. But he's yeah. figuring out that, hey, maybe this Trump thing of lock, her, lock him up. Lock him lock up. Lock him up. Yeah, no, see, <laughs> no. It doesn't work if it's you, Bruce. Yeah, listen, um, Bruce. <laughs> so Governor Hedgefund is going to lose. Yes. Uh, J.B. Prisker is going to be the right. next governor. And uh, there's a you know one in 17 chance that I might be doing less podcasting or less blogging. Um, if you won't be doing so less. It's not may- possible for you to do less podcasting. We do one a week. Yeah. <laughs> but it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> um, you know, we can, again, we can get Rudy Giuliani to fill in for us. Yeah. Well, let's let's be you know let's be very clear about two uh, two podcasters out there generally people who do this you know on a weekly basis or even a daily basis. What you are hearing is the sort of refined. I know it doesn't sound like it sometimes, but the refined result of a constant ongoing conversation that Blue Gal and I have all week long. That is just our normal life. So all the stuff that that we talk about on Fridays or Thursdays or Fridays are things that we've been writing about and thinking about and studying all it's week our long life. or yeah. all month long. Yeah, it's what we do. So it, what you're getting is sort of the, the the distilled version of normal quotidian conversation all the time. So, But that doesn't mean I it's will, not work to put the show out. And we so appreciate you supporting us financially. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, this is our income. This is what we got. And money's tight for everybody. It's tight for us. So we appreciate your helping us out and supporting our show. Thank you. You have late breaking news? I do. Uh, Kamala Harris yeah. just announced that Republicans just announced that they're scheduling a hearing for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh starting on September 4th. She said, no one will be able to look at this full record before the hearing. Not me, not you, not anyone. It won't have been made public. They're going to bum rush this through before the election. And they're going to make sure that nobody looks at his complete record. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen. This is this is why we have elections. This is why we we, we underscore the importance of elections, because uh, when Brett Kavanaugh gets on the court, and I'm sure he will, um, he'll be there for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's legacy will not be all the shitty things he has done in the last year and the year before that and the years to come. Donald Trump's legacy will be stacking the court with people who will ruin your mm-hmm. life, will immiserate you for decades, especially if you're a woman. And especially if you're a woman. Yep. Yep. So get out there, register, vote, and find someone who isn't registered and get them registered and vote. There is going to be such a reckoning. That's all I have to mm-hmm. say. Damn right. No, we do each week, though. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is adorable. Salem is such a sweet little snuggle bunny kitty, and it's the cutest photo, and you need to go see it at our Facebook page and website. You can send your internet kitty to us at our email address, prolefpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service Go Postal Unions letter on the air unless you say otherwise. We are planning a letter show, and uh, our angel nerd has sent us a box of both sides don't bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we would like to do is ask all of you to send us a snail mail letter or email about how things are going in your district, how you're feeling about the election, what's going on, what candidates are, are, are running, how you feel about them. 
and uh, let us know how your overall kind of welcome to the midterms as we get into September. We're probably going to do this show over Labor Day weekend, and uh, we want your letters. Everybody that sends us a letter in the month of August while supplies last, (laughs) and, and she sent us a pretty thick stack. We will eventually send you a both sides yeah. don't bumper sticker. Uh, we have a youngest child who's helping us address envelopes. So uh, we, if you write to us, uh, do provide a snail mail address so that we can send, and I say snail mail, U.S. Postal Service, Go Postal Unions address so that we can send you a bumper sticker if you write us a letter about how things are going and how you are approaching the upcoming election. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. It is so easy to give us 5 bucks a month, and you can do it any way that's most convenient for you. Our PayPal, postal information, uh, Patreon, GoFundMe, all of it is there at proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media, and thank you very much for doing that. Hey, Driftglass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Blue gal, the Internet Kitties will not miss Alex Jones, not one little bit. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, lovey dovey. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2018, DGBG Productions Incorporated.